Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for checking out another podcast. This is episode... 28. 20, 28. I was going to say 25. I'm way off. Getting into silly numbers now. Yeah. Whatever you just looked at, just lit up your face miraculously. Yeah, because I'm looking at my... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave it on that. <laughs> 28. Oh, well, I'm a bit brighter. Yeah, that, that dark, I? Not in my yeah. usual room. So, yeah, episode 28, and we are talking to... Emma Lloyd, she is awesome. She is one of Analog Wonderland's newest recruits. And if you haven't heard of Analog Wonderland, there'll be a link down below, but you definitely should. We've spoke about them a lot. Mm. Um, and they're killing it. And one of those reasons is because of Emma. So, yeah, really excited. Well, not just solely Emma. I want to congratulate the whole team, obviously, but Emma is very much a part of that team. She's yeah. newer to the newer to analog wonderland well you say newer newest recruits but they're they're hiring like all the time aren't they yeah if you want a job they've probably hired about three people since she started but yeah. it's really nice actually isn't it because she started i think she started working just as like a christmas temp yeah and then stayed like in, on in the warehouse yeah that was it wasn't it and and she yeah. just now she's like doing all their marketing so yeah it's really good you know i've seen how many reels they're putting out every day how many posts they're doing they're really helping the community Mm. just like we're trying to do so yeah thank you to everyone who listens to these podcasts follows us on instagram subscribe to our youtube channel we love you all um but less about that let's talk more about emma but um yeah it was nice it was good it was a good chat wasn't it like we thought it would be quite light and breezy i guess finding out a little bit about a kind of photography past i guess but um yeah, talk about loads of stuff. Yeah. The photo walks, the like she had film, the, all that kind of stuff that she's been organizing. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It's uh yeah. long. How how long is it? Dunno, I haven't finished editing it yet, but oh, there you go. Long enough. Um over a good hour, well over an hour. I didn't get to meet Emma, but I went to the photography show in Birmingham and I did meet the lovely Paul from Analog Wonderland and I met some, I met some awesome people there. I'm sure we'll put a little post out about it soon. I was gutted I didn't go to the photography show next year. Mm. Mm. Next year. Well, next year, we're hopefully going to go as... Oh, yeah, if we get to do that, that'll be awesome. Yeah, so our plan is to go there, uh, what they're called... Um, Exhibit. Ex- exhibitors. We're hopefully going to exhibit there. The website is coming. Um, coming Assuming we've yeah. launched, yeah. Assuming we will have launched by then, definitely. We're hopefully launching soon. The web, we, you know, we're seeing more of the website every day now. Um, it's looking good. I mean, it looks like we want it to look. We just make, need to make sure all the back-end stuff is, is being tested and works smoothly. And then it will go into a beta stage for me and Luke. And then out to the public. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Out to lovely people. Yeah, there's so much of it is fully, like you say, we're building it from scratch. So much of it is working. Like you can create an account, you can upload photos, you can sell a photo. You, you can pay you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, just, yeah, we've like changed where we're hosting everything to make it a little bit... Um, more sort of cost effective and uh it, it's just a case of like pulling it all together now and making it look exactly how we want it to look pretty much um yeah. plus one or two other bits we've both got 
work as you know our nine to five that pays us you know front isn't paying us millions of pounds and millions of pounds unfortunately but we do really appreciate the support um if you haven't already subscribe to our mailing list there'll be a link down below that purely helps us gauge how many people might be on the site when we launch um and obviously help us maintain that website going main maintain the website going forward i can't say the word maintain um so yeah if you haven't registered to the mailing list if you have that's really really awesome of you really appreciate that um i'm sure you could let us know that you know let everyone else know that hasn't that we don't send many emails at all i think we've sent two in like six months mm -hmm. um but they will come you know we are gonna get some um the website will be coming it is gonna launch and it's gonna be really good i don't know if you can hear that my dog's going crazy at something i got distracted it's mm. all right right get on with it <laughs> right Drum roll, please. Emma Lloyd, let's go. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Yeah, not bad. We were like, let's just tell her what's wrong. We know what's wrong. <laughs> the mic input's wrong. And Thank we realize you. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, I right? got your cap on. I brought mine. Yeah. You're gonna put yours on or what? I'm not allowed to wear hats. Why? Just self-imposed rule to look stupid in hats. <laughs> oh. Beanie is fine. I can wear a winter hat, but a cap. But if Luke was to wear a hat. Yeah. Hello. I wanted to order one and then I was like, I won't ever wear it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. I'll bring out some more merch with you in mind soon. Thank you. Yeah, beanies. <laughs> yeah, beanie. I'll buy a beanie. Yeah, more for the winter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time, though. I appreciate yeah, it. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So right. I know I know you're very busy at the moment, and I know it's late on a Monday mm. evening, but um, but you yeah, we both look so cool with your like skateboards and your drums there. So. Yeah. This um, hiding a lot of mess and washing and yeah. loads of junk around. I mean, I'm not hiding <laughs> it that well. We, we always, we, me and Luke always jump on 10, 15 minutes before before the guest joins, just so we can tell each other what needs cleaning in the background, basically. <laughs> right. But let's start off with the basic. When did you get into photography and why? Um, film photography was at uni. Um we did a, like a film workshop. We did uh, like introduction to darkroom printing. We did photograms and made pinhole cameras out of beer cans. And um, yeah, that's when I first started in my second year. I loved it. I just loved the alternative processes and the crazy things you could do after you'd taken the photo. I think that's what drew me to it. Yeah. And was it was it always analog that you you know you've you've kind of shot since since day one? I guess. Yeah, when I was little, I had like a crappy digital camera that I take everywhere. But film is what I've taken more seriously. I mean, I've always been advised to not purely stick to film, but I haven't really taken that advice on clearly. Yeah, well, we said before, rules there to be broken, aren't they? People yeah, exactly. always advise you on stuff, but you still got to go out and do what you mm. want to do, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I remember my the guy I when I did a photography B tech. The teacher was like, he'd never shot a digital camera before. Wow. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and he was like, I'm not ever going to use one, but I'll teach you how to use them because it's the same 
principle yeah but, um yeah he just never used it which was I thought that was quite cool that's quite impressive to get mm. away with not using one yeah especially when you teach a course called digital photography yeah i'm surprised he got the job yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i don't know what college you went to but when i went to college and did photography we did pinhole cameras but it was not with a beer can it was just with a, a little shoe box or whatever it was i can't even remember i'm pretty sure we made them actually but yeah i remember going into the photography studio and my tutor was just pouring beers down the sink <laughs> I was like what are you doing he was like well you can help and have a drink if you like but no, we just poured them all away just for the workshop. <laughs> Seems like a waste, but at the same time, yeah, we got some cool results. Yeah, 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 that's a really cool thing. I, I've never made a pinhole camera with a beer can. I've made them with a yeah, like a little box or matchbox yeah. kind of thing. You can make them out of, can't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. The didn't you make some recently as well with the yeah, she I actually Hearts have it film? with me wow here's one i prepared earlier yeah i've got my she hearts film sticker on the back yeah, that's awesome yeah it was a workshop i went to last weekend run by amber jesson you should follow her if you don't and she um specializes or does a lot of pinhole photography um yeah so we made them out of a matchbox but she also had one she'd made that you could use like polaroids and instax film which was really cool but i didn't realize with polaroids they need the pressure of the ink for the picture to come out so after you'd exposed it you had to like get a rolling pin and um like squish the photo so it would yeah, yeah that's really cool. so you, have you got the result now then of the polaroid one yeah yeah i did one it didn't work very well the back like exploded and i just got ink all over my hand but oh, wow. i have my little face in there somewhere yeah <laughs> she yeah. also makes um she her boyfriend's a jeweler so she had like a ring she'd made as a camera it was like this big and it just like slotted open and she put photographic paper in there as a pinhole camera it was so oh, cool the ring wow yeah that's like spy stuff yeah spy camera i feel yeah, like obviously there's a there's a massive hype around kind of like analog photography at the moment isn't it it's mm. kind of growing and growing not a massive hype well, well there is but obviously there's like justified a people yeah it's justified yeah, yeah it's definitely um, on the rise yeah and i feel like there's a lot of people getting more experimental with it especially with the world being different to what it was kind of 20 30 years ago mm. in terms of like you know a greener way of doing things and recycling and things like that so it's kind of pushing the boundaries in terms of what can be done in photography isn't it mm. even though it's kind of going back a few years it's still kind of being pushed forward now yeah i feel like with digital all that can really get better now is like the resolution of the photo yeah in terms of i don't really see what else they could do like maybe some more flashy settings but like with film photography there are so many more creative possibilities mm. and you've got stuff you can do on photoshop but film is like way more tactile and i prefer that when i'm doing creative stuff it's a pure way isn't it I guess. yeah exactly you know you like when you've got that result that, or you know you're never going to be 100 percent sure like you said with photoshop you can kind of do anything you want as long mm. as you're taking somewhat of a good photo in the first place don't hold me to that but you know mm -hmm. um, but when you when you shoot something on film when you get that result back it's because you've made these little tweaks or you've picked that roll of film or you've picked the time of day that you shot it's do you know what I mean all those things going to yeah. consideration just to get that one result 
and then you do feel a sense of purity when you get that. Mm. Get yeah, that whereas with digital, you don't even have to consider all that. You could make the photo look as if it had all those factors, but yeah. you only need to consider it like from the get go. Yeah, it's the same with doing, um, what do you call them? Like double exposures. You see mm. a lot of people's and they're really great. And then you're like, oh, it's Photoshop, right? Yeah. Okay, well, great, well done. But it doesn't, it feels a bit sort of, I don't know. There's a guy that we share his work occasionally. Um, Eugene Gramley. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of, and he just shoots these things on film and you're like, wow, how did you how yeah. do you do them either there's a lot of mistakes or you're really good at them oh eugene i know you're listening he's a good supporter yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's great and it's like what i don't know how he doesn't genuinely yeah. it's incredible there's um, so much thought into the composition and stuff the double yeah. exposures to work yeah yeah so have you got a few more of these kind of workshops planned then through the sheet well t- t- tell the people that are listening tell tell us tell tell everyone what is the she has film movement well, we started it in march for international women's day or oh, that's what like gave it the momentum but i wanted it to be something that was all year round not just like one day giving female photographers a spotlight it's like we're women all year long like <laughs> let's celebrate us so we started with a photo competition and did a few blogs about the winners and we've tried to continue with blogs and writing about different photographers that do all sorts of different work that we like. Um, did an all-female photo walk a few weeks ago, which was really fun. Um, so it's grown a lot. I just want it to keep going. I think the educational side is the most important for me, like blogs or sharing resources and just building a network of female photographers think what when it hit me the most is when I went on the photo walk that Paul organized which was great fun but there was like four women there out of about 40 people and I know there are more female film photographers out there it's just like you know connecting them all and making friends so that you'd feel comfortable to go to these events the next time because you'd have someone to go with yeah 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 so do you think that that's the reason that there was less women on these other ones because it's like perhaps don't feel comfortable yeah I think it's definitely a factor like mm. it's sad to talk about but I think mm. if there was a single man to go to an event on his own he'd most likely feel more comfortable yeah. especially if you knew that the event was going to be male dominated yeah um I mean all the guys there were really nice but there's also the you know oh I feel like I'm calling you guys out <laughs> no 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 go for not it. at all just the not all men some men yeah but then what's the response to that is like yeah but it is always a man yeah it's true just the sort of like mansplaining and Mm. but to be fair I've like another guy came to the photo walk and I think he even felt targeted by that I think there can be a sort of elitism in film photography Mm. yeah yeah people talk down to you a bit or like who's got a better camera that sort of thing yeah yeah I've, I've never seen um i say i've never seen that happening when it's like a woman talking down um mm, to the other way around a man. yeah yeah it's like men talking down to other men and it got it's like painful to yeah it's very toxic yeah I when, when i think about it i mean 
I've never gone on a, like a, a group photo walk that's been organized outside of kind of, you know, myself organize it or, or text mm. some friends or whatnot. But we, we actually briefly touched on this uh, on another podcast, Luke. I remember when you were saying you, you went on a photo walk and mm. you were more worried about people looking down because of the camera stuff you use. And that would be kind of my initial scare because I'd be like, well, I'm turning up with a 50 year old analog camera and there's someone yeah. with a 6,000 pound like it. But you've kind of got, you might have that feeling as well. But on top of that, you've got, well, there's a group of 10 scary guys standing around that are going to mm. look down on me. And that, it shouldn't be like that. It should be about yeah. the photography. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like another level to it. We were yeah. having this conversation last week about, you know, when people post a photo and it's like, use this film and then on this camera. And we're like, what's the camera really got to do with it in a lot of yeah. ways? Like, you can have a like rubbish camera but take a brilliant image it's like mm. are you putting the camera there because you know it informed the process and it was part of the like artwork or is it just you know a brag that you've got this expensive camera and mm. um, you feel that when you go around these walks as well like I don't see you standing there composing an amazing photo I just see you know you're doing the exact same action, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, the people, I was going to say, the people who are usually the ones who are being very vocal about this kind of like snobbery, like gear kind of thing online, probably the people who go out and take the least amount of photos and actually just get on with, you know, photography in general. Mm. Like, I find that the, if I haven't been out for a while, that's when I start looking on the computer and be like, oh, maybe I need a new lens or maybe I need this or that. Whereas when I'm going out and using my camera all the time, I uh, don't think about it yeah um, and it, you'd kind of think it was the other way around like the more you're using something you'd more you'd be like oh maybe I should get this or that mm. but, um, I, I get that too though because I think your equipment can motivate you like if you yeah. wanted a new lens or another bit of kit that was going to push you to do something else mm. it, depends yeah, yeah. it depends on what's enjoyable because sometimes you yeah. don't grow up to necessarily get the best photo you're ever going to take in your life mm. do you know what I mean you know lighting is all, isn't always great where you are yeah. isn't inspiring but sometimes it's just fun to go out and shoot and I feel like I, I don't know but I'm, I'm sure you'd agree Luke since we've kind of started front and we've been going out making some videos and stuff it's way more than just taking a photo that we're we're happy to kind of yeah. show. You know what I mean it's about going out having that experience yeah, the process of it. Just, just before you joined I've literally just bought this off eBay it turned up today oh, this cool. camera the camera the, sorry the postage cost more than the camera I th- oh I, this God. was 2.99 um but I, I can't wait I can't wait to go out and use it do you know what I mean and that yeah. and that that should be an inspiration do you know I, mean? mm. I, I couldn't tell you what it was but um that that should be it. it should be out going out and you know when you get those results back the not knowing what they're going to look like yeah 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 definitely the whole experience of going out and taking it waiting for them to get developed or, you know, if you're doing it yourself, that's another step. And then scanning mm. them in and getting them back. And then no matter what they look like, you'll still have the story behind them. It's kind of cheesy as that sounds, I guess. That's true. I yeah. think a lot of the time I enjoy the picture taking more than the photos after. Like, yeah, I yeah. enjoy the process, especially since I started developing at home. I just can't be bothered <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you really have to set the time for it. I've got so much film at home that I need to develop, but I just keep taking more photos and putting it off <laughs> yeah 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 i've found that since i started doing it at home i'm like can't take it to a lab because 
for free. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, it takes, uh, but it doesn't take soup. It's more that I, I like the developing. I hate scanning them in. Yeah. Like, oh, my. How do you do my, your scanning? Uh, with, uh, you know, just I use my camera and do the kind of DSLR scanning type thing. Um, That's a bit quicker, at least. So I use, yeah. I scan, I'm not quite at the developing, developing my own photo stage yet. I, well, I am now, aren't I? Technically, yeah, you could do. I've got a black and white kit, literally in a box behind me. It's all ready to go. But I'm just, I'm just waiting on. I think I've got three rolls, but I'm waiting to have four rolls before I just do like yeah. the development. Do you know what I mean? But I've got a what? What scanner have I got? Epson V600. Yeah, but right. I, I love scanning. I, I don't know, but the process for me is quite cool because when I get my scans back. I'll put Spotify on, I'll chill here, and I'll go through them, I'll yeah. cut them up, hang them down, and I don't know, I've got a bit of a process now, but you do have to be motivated, you do have to be in the right the right mindset, because you don't want to rush it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've just got my dad's old scanner from like the 90s, and it can only do four frames at a time, so it's just torture, I hate it. <laughs> at least you're in the industry, you, you get to know someone pretty quick, I can imagine. Yeah, I can't wait till the lab opens, I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you got any have you got any more plans for the We Heart movement? Kind of uh, like she hats. Yeah, I hope to do some more photo walks. I yeah. want to start something that will be like She Hearts Film Challenge. I want to create like a list of alternative processes of things people maybe haven't tried before, and then people can come and pick something off the list. Maybe we'll provide them with some of the resources, but in return they have to write a blog or something that we can then share with the community to teach them that process like I really want it to be educational and not just like here's your film that's it like I want it to all feed back and give back to other people that's really cool that, that, that that's what building a community is you know that's what we're going to try and hope to have with front you know in our kind of own way it's more than just seeing other people's work and yeah it's really about connecting and just building the network yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. it was so nice on the photo walk like there are a few girls that had never been on one before and just thought oh there's no film photographers around me and ended up meeting someone who lived like down the road from them and and they were going to meet up and like go on little photo walks together and just like finding people because I reckon there are a lot more film photographers like amongst us that we aren't yeah. even aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, me, me and Luke worked together for the best part of what a year and a half or whatever it was. Uh, I never spoke about photography. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Now we're BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we generally worked together for a year and a half. I don't know. We might have spoke about it, but we never really spoke about it. Do you know what I mean? Well, we didn't. I certainly wasn't at that time doing it as often as I am. Um, but yeah, never, never really came up. And then it was like after we both left and then. Well, I think you found my Instagram page and I found your, well, you found my photo Instagram page. Oh my God. Photo Instagram page and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, just over lockdown, I guess. Yeah, I think lockdown kicked it off for a lot of people. Yeah. Looking for something to do and. Yeah on their daily walks and stuff <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's, re that's really cool with the she hats film movement i think it's definitely a great thing like you said Thank especially you know with with women alike if you know what i mean if it will connect people together and before you know it there will be groups going off and doing their own thing so that 
that's really cool that you're doing something like that and especially with like the support that you've got working at analog wonderland and yeah having those connections that that will really help yeah um, i'm very grateful to paul he's very supportive and all this stuff yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we, are, we are very much proud supporters of it even though we're not female and we can never come and join you but <laughs> we enjoy seeing the results <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope like it will lead into just more mixed walks anyway i kind of just wanted to start with women only so that they felt comfortable to go to other ones in the future. It's like almost just a confidence building thing mm. as well. Yeah, like breaking the ice into the kind yeah. of world of what, what is actually there, yeah. And yeah. it's the same, like, you know, well, I am, I know you're not as much as me, Luke, but we're on Instagram kind of all day or, you know, other social media outlets. Um, mm. And it's weird because you kind of think, like, when I'm looking, I'm like, wow, there's so many good photographers, there's so many people connecting, but until you take it to that next level of actually connecting with someone and saying, well, where are you from? Or let's, you know, yeah. kind of get to know each other. And then you realise that, you know, you can you can meet up or you can arrange something. It is that confidence boost, isn't it? You guys should do a front photo walk. That would be cool. Well, we actually spoke about that the other yeah. week, didn't we? we but we, we're going to wait till the website launches and then yeah. we'll probably try and do something like that. So yeah, tell us a little bit about Analog Wonderland then. So how long have you been working there now then? So I started in January. I was uh, in the warehouse, so packing up orders and stuff. And then I started that little She Hearts film project, hoping it would impress Paul. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> so he asked me to help him with the marketing. Um, so yeah, I've been in marketing since March. But the team since I've been there, which is only a few months really, has like doubled already. Yeah. feels like every week we're getting someone new in um, and have you got have you still got i don't want to give it a shout out if there isn't at the moment but i'm sure it was only maybe four or five days ago you were recruiting for some more warehouse workers Is yeah that right? for the lead up to christmas oh uh, okay cool oh, yeah. yeah is that still available for anyone listening who wants I to get think a job so. yeah definitely apply every time we put this out though doesn't it yeah we're not putting out this episode till after christmas (laughs) but i'm guessing you've learned a lot just from being around you know yourself around people that are into it because i'm I'm, am i rightly assuming that everyone who works there has somewhat of a passion for analog photography or photography in general Pretty much. Um, so there's me, Emily, Chris, obviously Marina, Paul, we all shoot film. Shannon, who works in the warehouse, doesn't shoot film, but she came in one week with a load of old film cameras her granddad had like found in his loft or something and was just like, oh, what are these? And we were like, come on, Shannon, like, we've got to get you into it. But yeah, in general, everyone's really passionate about it. So it's That's nice cool. to have people to like bounce ideas off all the time. I think after I like graduated uni I really missed that having people to like critique your work or just talk about project ideas and bounce things around so yeah it's like fun to be in that sort of creative environment where you don't feel like you're boring people talking about film photography all the time because that's what everyone (laughs) wants to talk about yeah (laughs) Yeah. I I have that a lot at home like literally yesterday like sorry I just you can finish saying what you're saying but how are you talking to me about film photography again? I was like, <laughs> I'm relating it to something else that we're going to yeah. talk about in a minute. But just let me finish talking about this lens I've been looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just assuming everyone is on the same level of passion. Yeah. 
I yeah. do it. I do it for reassurance with my missus. So I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting, I don't know, this lens rag and say, yeah, it's going to cost me two hundred pounds, but I really need it, and I think it would be good because of this. And then she's looking at me going, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> yeah, like it, I don't, I don't know anything about them, so there's nothing I can say that will reassure you if it's a good idea or not. And I'm like, yeah, they all sell for around the same price. So <laughs> just keep I, going. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is four pounds cheaper than on, on this 300 pound. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I kind of try, I just want that bit of reassurance that I should do it, but yeah. sometimes I'm chicken out. But, but well, it's, I don't know, a blessing and a curse. Cause at work, if you're like, Oh, should I splash out on this camera? Like, Oh, not sure I should do it. Yeah. At home, my boyfriend or my mum would say, no, you've got enough cameras. But at work, they're like, yeah, you could definitely do with that one. Yeah. Treat yourself. Very, very slightly different to that other one you've got. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried one of the, because um, I know Analog Wonderland um, sell them. I can't remember the name, but it is effectively the the pinhole camera in, in, in the can. Is that right? The, the so- solar can. Solar can, yeah. Have you tried I, out one of them yet? I haven't you... tried one yet, but I would really like to. Yeah, I, I really want to try one out. Because how long does it take to kind of, ex- well, recommended exposure? Is it like three months or something? Yeah, I think people leave them up there for like absolutely ages. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to Northampton, but it's not the sort of place you can leave anything for three hours, let alone three months. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I wonder. I don't know where I'd put it for that yeah, long. Definitely have to go on a little hike somewhere and put it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but they're yeah. such cool ideas. We do get some people like message like, oh, I put it up and it, you know, didn't last long or got knocked down or something and got to try it again. I think it's something that, mm. yeah, it's quite experimental too, but yeah, they're such cool ideas. The results yeah. are wicked, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I get it probably means more to the person who's actually gone and hiked wherever it is. And yeah. Did, but I still think they look pretty cool. Like, I would happily have, like if I went out and did that, I would probably want to get that printed and just put mm. somewhere just just to say that i've done it do you know what i mean like add yeah. it to a portfolio of some kind yeah they're really cool yeah yeah but you must be you must be itching like especially when you get new film stocks in and stuff like that being surrounded by high co- quantities of everything or um, even worse low quantities and you're like well i better get that before exactly that is the worst yeah. um, the other day chris and i logged on to our like account and you can see how much a customer has spent and we were just like oh I'm gonna be sick (laughs) it's a lot you think oh I got the staff discount like like that makes up for everything but if you're buying film like once a week it yeah they might as well pay us in film at this rate (laughs) (laughs) I used to run a skateboard shop well snowboard skateboard shop and yeah, I didn't get paid the most amount of money, but I loved working there, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just remember like every week, because you know, I was fortunate enough to get everything at like cost price if I wanted it. Mm. But my boss would pay me weekly and I'd just be like, oh yeah, just you know, I'd get paid half yeah. of what I should do. <laughs> I'm getting walking away with that the shop every week. And it was so frustrating. Yeah. Like, I got back and I was like, I didn't need this at all. I'm surrounded by it all day, but no. I don't know. Most of the film you buy and you just keep it in your fridge for months anyway i never shoot yeah. it straight away but mm-hmm. you just want to be first to have it yeah oh that, well that was the conversation i was having the other day because i found that i was doing a little ebay hunt i was trying to find some cheap point and shoots that i can maybe take out and shoot make a video on um which is why mm. i got this but um there was one camera that popped up the other day and it was like i think the bid had like an hour left and it was sat at say 10 pounds but the camera was not you know well some of them are just naff, aren't they? Yeah. But it had three rolls of expired Kodak 
something something 200 oh wow but i was trying to justify it to my missus and say look i'd pay 30 quid for this just for the expired film i'm hoping no one else is going to bid on it just because you know even the description was it comes with three old three old rolls of film i'm just throwing them in they're not worth anything they're expired for like four years or 10 years or whatever and i'm like that's amazing that's all i want right now do yeah. you know what i mean you can't buy it anywhere but as i love hate relationship i guess i know the one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did put a bid down just to try and get the film, but no success, no unfortunately. Success. Yeah, yeah. I did that the other day with the, um, what's that, the Lomo, the LCA camera. And it was one yeah. from like 20 years ago, but it still had the film that it came with. And it was like their colour negative, but in 100 and it was wow. called something, and they don't sell that anymore. And it was called something else. It's not called color negative, but it's um, and like I can't find out anything about it online, or like there's nothing about it that I could. Well, I, I looked. I spent about a minute trying to look it up. Mm. And, like it didn't didn't show me anything. But I was like, I just want it because I want that film, even though it's like 20 years old. But and how, now I'm like. Too scared to shoot it. That's the other thing. You're like, oh, it's now become a precious thing. And you've put so much pressure on yourself to get the most amazing photo with it. Especially if it's expired, it's a bit risky anyway. Yeah, exactly. Or you have like, like I had two rolls of portrait that I was saving to go on holiday with. And then I went on holiday and it rained the whole time. So I was like, I'm not shooting that. Not yeah. on, like, on grey overcast days. Um but Especially yeah. because the price of film, you know, is unfortunately on the higher end of things, isn't it? It's going one way. But yeah. so you feel more protected, you feel more precious about going out and shooting it or, you know, when you're actually going to press the shutter when really, yeah. you know, if it was that little bit, I don't know, for it's me difficult. anyway. I remember when I started doing film at uni and my tutors were like, you can't be precious about it if you want to get better. Like you need yeah, to just yeah. keep shooting and shooting. Like, yeah. It's take finish a roll like shove it in your pocket load the next one but like you Easy know we're, we're on a limited <laughs> yeah. like resources yeah. like we were students it wasn't realistic so yeah. and Luke you've got you've got a you've got a trigger finger haven't you for sure mm. you take photos quite easily where me I'm a little bit more reserved but since we've been making these videos and stuff like that and kind of reviewing certain film stock not reviewing but our, our yeah. version of a review or whatever it is a little bit easier because you like sometimes I'm like I'm take I've took 15 photos in 15 minutes but that's kind of the point of kind of trying to review something because I'm not trying to get the best result ever I'm just trying to see what the results are yeah, the photos like that I take so I can then know when that film stock is going to be needed yeah. in the future and it like goes both ways because with digital photography like if there's a photo in a magazine or something, it's probably one out of like a couple of hundred photos they've taken. Yeah, yeah. With film, you do have that in mind. So you try and slow down a bit and really compose an image. But yeah, sometimes you do just need to like practice or especially if you're testing out a new camera or something you're not sure about. You're not going to know until you're taking a couple of hundred yeah. photos, are you? And that's, no. that's... But, you know, during those couple of hundred photos, you can still get some wicked pictures. Mm -hmm. Even if you just, even if they just serve as a memory and not something that you're gonna sell for five hundred thousand pounds. You know I mean, the realist, the realism of that is you're not. You know what I mean? You just That's you've the got, dream. You've got, yeah, yeah. You've just got to enjoy taking photos, make the pictures, and yeah, if you're happy to look at them, that's the most important.
yeah completely yeah so what else you're working on then because i know you've been going on photo walks you're going here you're going there you met up with analog holly i saw at the at the workshop is that right yeah so the workshop was actually part of this exhibition called obscura so amber who ran the workshop curated this exhibition following on from the list of female photographers i made so everyone in the ex exhibition was in that list of like, female photographers to follow and it was all about um celebrating alternative processes so none of the photos there were just like a straight photo it was like cyanotypes pinhole photography like polaroids double exposure souped film like all all sorts of like really cool stuff and it was just so cool to be in an exhibition of all women mm. like never i don't think i've ever been to an exhibition like that before um yeah it's on in nottingham at the carousel i think till like mid-october now they extended it and they're selling all the prints there as well um yeah it was really cool awesome yeah it's cool yeah because i remember seeing some of the um photos that you kind of shared on your story and stuff like that or some mm -hmm. of the videos you're posting and it, it just looked like a a wicked atmosphere do you know what i mean yeah it was really supportive and cool to meet people like Holly and that that I'd spoken to on Instagram but not met in real life and yeah it just felt really uplifting and lovely yeah it was really we, cool. We love Holly like obviously she's you know one of the ambassadors for front so but we really support what she's done especially kind of the the leaps she's taken. Yeah we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah and especially really with like work-life balance you know she's took the plunge into to doing something creative. Yeah. You know, I love watching the videos. Like sometimes only a couple of minutes, sometimes they're a little bit longer. But I really feel like a a part of her journey, and that's something we definitely want to yeah. support. You know, it, you know. Unfortunately, we're just a couple of friends that are trying to build something at the moment. But if we can support that any way we can, then then we're going to. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you help someone on their way, like they'll help you when you need something. I think film yeah, photography yeah. is like very much like that in this community. Yeah, we spoke about that as well like just shooting your shot dming a person like i think especially in film photography i found everyone to be like super friendly i haven't really had like a very negative experience with anyone mm. and i think building those connections is like the most important thing mm, definitely yeah it's weird that like we've had, had like so many people that we've spoken to say the same thing they've not really had any like you know bad experiences yeah you know particularly with social media where it can be quite you know if you delve into the wrong bits of it it can be quite negative mm. but you is there some stuff about the facebook groups getting a bit toxic sometimes mm. i don't even but i don't yeah. so i don't use them i but mm. maybe this is a bit ageist of me but i think like the younger newer film community is on instagram yeah and i can imagine it's the older guys who like are the ogs of film photography who can mm. tend to like gatekeep things a little bit you're doing it wrong you shouldn't be doing this not back yeah. in my day it was like this which like, there's a I, right I thing in the wrong way yeah um, yeah yeah no that's yeah I've, I've never looked on a didn't even occur to me like till jamie said a while ago about the amount of groups on facebook and stuff mm. like, yeah it's quite big on there but yeah, it is, yeah. Like, I, I got a message the other day just saying like you, you know because I've joined a couple just on my own Facebook sort of thing um, you know local photography groups whatever yeah. it might be and 
some of the questions like some of the photos as well you, you kind of see and people are just generally asking for feedback or it seems a little bit clickbaity at times if you know what I mean yeah I, I, I completely get Instagram completely like that at times but I don't know all the photographers we kind of ever have a conversation with more than just say one or two messages with on Instagram everyone seems really humble and and like definitely the people that kind of have a lesser of a following or, or maybe only just started Instagram like mm. we, we try and reply to all the messages we get yeah. more more than just a thanks guys you know what I mean I'm, sh- I'm sure if you are listening to this and you sent us a message you'd agree with that but even the kind of like bigger accounts or already established photographers people are still so humble and they're so supportive do you know what I mean or they're so grateful for for having you reach out and I don't know we definitely always want to kind of promote that but yeah I feel like with the Facebook it's sometimes just a little bit clickbaity at times but I don't know there, there are yeah people. definitely I can't remember who I was talking to about it but we were saying like film photography sort of goes hand in hand with like outdoorsy stuff or like photo walks and that sort of thing and I think that brings like really down-to-earth people because they yeah. like all that nature being outdoors I don't know that's the sort of people I've met so far and even people who like like Marina I was such a fan of hers like when she joined I was so excited but like freaking out at the same time mm. that, like you meet her and you're like oh she's just like a person like yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we, we felt honored with Marina as well because like she was again I don't even want to use the word lucky, but she she was one of the the winners like we were for the Analog Wonderland. Uh, what was it called again? Community yeah. Fund. So we kind of found her through that, if you like, and you know that was very very early days for us. And to see where she's gone with that, you know, now having a yeah. show in Analog Wonderland. But regardless if it was with you guys or not, I'm sure she would be successful at whatever mm. she'd be doing in that area. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird one, because I was already following her. I knew about what she was doing, but I didn't realise that it was her who was doing it, like, until I saw her talking about, like, oh, thank you for, you know, being part of the community fund, that video. I was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. She's so cool. We'll have to get on her, get get her on here as a as a guest. Yeah, definitely. Not to about that. She seems so like energetic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she you makes me it? laugh so much. Yeah. Like every day. But she's also very like... very intelligent, isn't she? Like she, yeah. she knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. She mm. speaks like three languages, and she just has so many cool stories. She studied photography in Japan for like a few five years or something crazy. Wow. She's fluent Japanese. Amazing. Yeah. Imagine she... learning amazing Japanese. <laughs> I can't anything much harder than that yeah 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 ours is more of a kind of low energy sort yeah, of chilled yeah. out maybe, maybe she'll bring a do you want to come have a zoom meeting with us at 8 p.m yeah <laughs> <laughs> like near, yeah. nearly bedtime but come have a chat with us for a little bit yeah yeah me and jamie did we had a meeting once at eight in the morning didn't we yeah, yeah. I thought about that the other day. That was off the back of having a podcast at 8pm. Because obviously, you know, we, we both unfortunately work and, you know, Luke, you've got a family and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's why we kind of record them in the evenings. For now, anyway, until, until you know, Front makes it million, makes its millions and we have our own office with fancy everything you can get in there, then, yeah, yeah it's just... We have to uh, get the unit next door to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> an hour and a half drive or something, but yeah. <laughs> putting a good word for us then yeah yeah the um yeah we had a meeting at eight in the morning 
That was awful. Like it shouldn't be that tired at eight a.m. But I say I'm alright in the morning. Again, I'm a morning person. I can get up. Yeah. It's weird, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. That's I, do, do you know what? I generally had a had a lie-in today for the first time in like I can't remember how long because normally I start work at half seven, right? So like oh. even in the week I get up early. And then at the weekends, like my body clock just tells me to get up at seven o'clock. Like it, it's just how it is. Yeah. But today I woke up to the doorbell ringing at nine o'clock. Wow. It was my gusto order getting delivered. <laughs> yeah. Now, but like, did your back really hurt because you'd had too much of a lie-in? Well, no, like... I went to bed at four a.m. So it wasn't. So <laughs> I'm joking. No, I did. I did. I did go to bed at a normal time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm just not a very good sleeper. Who knew? <laughs> But yeah, I know what you mean, though. It's just finding that kind of work-life balance, isn't it, with everything? Yeah, that sounds difficult, what you're mm. doing, managing it all. What's, what's it like working at Analog something. Wonderland? You, huh? you, you enjoy working at Analog Wonderland, though, I bet? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Like, I feel like it's more than just kind of like a job there, you know, you're in with a, a wicked, like... Yeah, of it's like a, it's a family business still at the end of the day, like, those values are just mm. at its core, really, and... Yeah everyone like just really cares about each other I feel like they're invested in you and your progress and they've been so supportive and yeah I'm I'm so grateful to work there I never thought I'd get a job related to film photography mm, yeah. it's still a bit surreal at times even just in photography is hard enough isn't it let alone yeah. in a shot of that yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. very cool so like the lab that's coming it's really mm-hmm. interesting in terms of it being like the sustainable aspect of it so I'm quite like I have a we have a local lab and I do have somewhere else that I use uh maybe I shouldn't say that but like <laughs> sometimes I just can't get into town to drop them off and I can post them to this other place I so think I think I think most most photographers would admit they use more than one lab it's cool though I am I am excited to use it and see like you know, yeah. if we're using a sustainable lab. Yeah, Marina's got so many ideas and, like, really knows her stuff. I think she's set herself, like, some really big challenges, but she's very determined and she's speaking to all sorts of people across the world to help her with things. Um, yeah. She's in contact with, like, someone who's the head of the University of Mexico who's made a silver recoverer from fixer so it can and like she wants to try and get us something like that like she's really taking the sustainability as far as she can go so she's pushing the boundaries in a positive way yeah that's awesome yeah yeah well hopefully it will spearhead like other people into doing exactly if they see it's possible and like follow that example and like the process because I guess it's going to be like an element of trial and error I don't know with what she's putting together yeah like you say if this can encourage other people to think more sustainably about film then that can only be a positive thing so I got a home development kit at Christmas Mm. just gone and then I didn't even realize there was other ways of doing it I hadn't really looked into it I just assumed that's how you develop film. Yeah. So quite soon after that, the community fund happened and there was the, is it the Northern Sustainable Dark Room? Yeah, Red Carp and the, yeah. Being what they were talking about. And then I was like, oh, right. So I looked it up and then I'm like, right. 
co- you know, coffee, all these different things yeah. that you use. And it just never even occurred really. So, I, you know, I like the fact that I've learned how to do, I've, de- I've developed loads of roles of film and it's like, it's so much easier than you ever would think it would be and mm. all that sort of thing. But now I'm quite like keen to find out about other processes. Yeah. Yeah. If I can not be pouring, you know, they say like fix it down the sink and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You always Um, feel a bit guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When you're like, you spend all your time like washing up things to put in the recycling bin and doing every little thing. Like never let anybody, you know, like never. We're, we're more on the side of like there's not enough food in the house than we're throwing away food that doesn't get eaten like I hate all of that kind of thing and then mm. it'll be like oh it's the weekend I'm going to develop all these rolls of film and pull all these chemicals down yeah it's also being around those kind of people as well or like mm. you know like, like yourself you know you you're in, you're around people that are trying to do their own thing and make their own waves and push the boundaries and that's made you do the same thing as well. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. you're working in, you've got your fingers in many different pies, which, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. But, uh, just, I just think if you round people that are, you know, motivating you to do for yourself to be better, again, as cheesy as that sounds, but if you are around like-minded people, you are going to be pushed to, to, to be the best you can be. And then you're also going to learn more from that as well. So, you know, like, like Luke was just saying, finding a greener way of doing something. That's, yeah. important I think like I spoke about this to Marina I think a lot of people especially if they're just sending like disposables to the labs maybe they're just doing it like for their holiday snaps they're not like super into film photography I think they don't actually know what the development process is like you're almost completely detached from it like you just give it to the lab and back come your photos so I think the education around it is really important and we did a blog a few months ago actually with Holly she's done a lot of work in like different developing processes we spoke to her and ed carr from the northern sustainable darkroom and he wrote like a whole dissertation on um gelatin and that whole industry to do with film and like i was so shocked by it because i mean obviously you know gelatin comes from like meat and cows but you like once you see the scale and the numbers and it was like quite disturbing and i think that is what made me think more about it because you need to I guess try and offset that damage in other ways if you can yeah well back in the day didn't Kodak have their own farm or something oh my god that's horrible there was yeah I I don't know like maybe that's not quite I read it and I was like I'll never take a picture of a cow on film again (laughs) (laughs) you literally had the stats like how many cows were killed for consumer films and the year blah 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 you'll have to I don't know if you've got it or can find it but you'll have to send us that and we can put a link yeah it's really cool it's very interesting read Mm. yeah 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 sure I I don't want to stop anyone shooting film but I think it's important we understand like the background of it yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's that fine line, isn't there? Because I've I've got a friend who basically stopped shooting film because. Oh, oh really? It, yeah, he, like he's, you know, he's over the years. He's now like pretty hardcore, kind of like vegan, if you know what I mean. And mm. he's like, well, I love film photography. Like he hates digital photography. I can't tell you how much he hates it. Mm. But he now no longer wants to shoot film. But really, yeah, it's like conflicting values, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's got to be that balance. Do you know what I mean? And it and it's the same in life. You know, 
there's still things that unfortunately are unmissable or unavoidable but if you are aware of the things or the other options that there are then at least you can make your your own mind i guess mm. without you know without being too preachy in that kind of subject or that area yeah you don't want to become that person who's mm. yeah. <laughs> but, but we all are right we all are in our own ways but you know yeah. I, I could I can recommend a camera for you because I think it's amazing because I shoot this camera and I think it's the best because of that when really it might just not suit you. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. like, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think there's always that argument that it's like comparably it's a very small, you know, thing compared to just general, you know, I don't know, farming or yeah. like, pulling chemicals away, but it's still like it all contributes to... Yeah, it's a factor. Um, yeah, I don't there... think any cows are like killed specifically for film anymore i think it's no. an offset or whatever the word is of the meat industry but still yeah, yeah. still it's knowledge isn't it knowledge that if you kind of were aware of it would make you think twice mm. about how you're doing things i guess because we don't want people to stop shooting film right like no. we all of it but at the same time it's just educating people yeah. Like, yeah i don't know enough about it so like do you know like is there is it possible to buy, I'm assuming not, vegan film? No, I think there's been more research into it recently, but I think they haven't found something that will bond the like emulsion to the film in the same way. I think mm. gelatin just seems to be the best thing. But when I heard that, I just thought, it sounds crazy, like in this day and age that they can't find something else. Or something hasn't been invented yet. But yeah. then you think, well... You know, let's, I don't know, even who, I, I wouldn't even know who would come up with a sol solution like that yeah. unless you were... You the demand who, for it as well, like... That's it, because surely the industry, you know, scientists are going to be looking to the future, not going back in time to help yeah. shoot film. Like, that make we're sense? begging yeah. film companies to stop discontinuing film, like, as it yeah. is. Yeah, that, that's a big enough battle. Yeah, like it's not... So unless you have a, someone who's just got a passion project, like there are people are doing, you know, like us, like you, like, you know, whoever it might be, unless someone's just researching and putting in the time to kind of find a solution like that, realistically, there isn't a, a lab of people sitting around trying to work it out. Yeah. Or there's a solution, but it's like so expensive it doesn't yeah you'd need like away. an investment to do all that research yeah, or yeah. it's so cheap that it, it won't make money from it mm. big corporate companies won't How make that work <laughs> no do you know what i mean like that maybe there is well i don't know there's solutions for things that would make the world better but why aren't we mm. doing them yet you know like yeah. I, I saw some I, this is going to be random. You might have to cut this out because I might sound stupid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure okay. someone had like a um, solar panel driveway and it pretty much powered their house for like 365 days of the year. Yeah. But th like this was like five years ago and it would change the world how we know it in terms of being a greener, more sustainable place yeah. to live. Well, there's loads in that because people can't make money in the same way from yeah. like renewable sources because how do they you know market that or limit it because it's like infinite mm -hmm. yeah there's um so yeah just to go off on that tangent there is somebody invented like a sustainable house mm -hmm. yeah so it's something to do with how like the shape of the roof reflects the sunlight and then there's like a tank at the bottom of the 
house that it's got water like this section of the house that fills up the water and the way it moves around and it heats the water up and then the water and some of it gets stored for use wow. in the bath or whatever and some of it heats the rest of the house and it just constantly um it, it just looks after itself basically so you don't have to pay for heating and stuff but then it, it's not in anyone's interest to, to fund yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's funding of that because there's no money pissed on my story didn't you? you're talking about a whole house i was talking about a driveway yeah <laughs> it was just it was really incredible and it's it's a really interesting video to watch mm. to see how it works but it's like yeah you've got a kind of i don't think the house was like the biggest house ever but there's got to be ways of scaling it um but yeah it would quite like investment and stuff like that so yeah, yeah sorry like total mm. uh, well, i think everything you do now like you just have to consider the environment more i think mm. obviously gelatin's a big thing but for me disposable cameras is another big thing yeah. I've seen especially this summer like loads more celebs posting film photos i don't know if you've found that yeah yeah um, yeah the contact posted some the other day and she was like I love photos taken on portable cameras and everyone called her out like, what does she mean? She meant disposable. You may. <laughs> okay. She's an influencer. She meant disposable cameras. But whenever yeah. I see a celeb post something like that, not that they're ever going to reply to me, I'm like, hi, I'm from Analog Wonderland. Like, we sell reusable cameras. You should stop using these disposable throwaway ones. Yeah. Yeah, what the news focuses on though, isn't it? As well, it annoys you, especially when it's about something passionate. I, yeah. saw, I saw a photo of like some hip hop artist. Now, I, I love hip hop, but he was wearing like a, a Metallica t shirt. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can mm. make a Metallica song if you tried. You don't know. Yeah. It's just the way the world works. Yeah. I think that's something Marina wants to do. And I think I've seen Take It Easy Lab trying to do something with disposable cameras as well, like trying to get them back to the production line because. It's not like it's impossible for them to be filled again or reloaded. It's yeah. just a. But it's like the Limo ones. They just they've made that it's exactly the same as a normal disposable design. Yeah, just it's just got him. Yeah. Yeah. They are kind of. Um, it's quite interesting buying one of those, just mainly for the little coloured flash thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I quite like the idea. Yeah, of... they're quite popular at work. Yeah, and just, like, I think it would be more cost effective in the long run. Like, either yeah. get a like a Loma camera or like the camera you've just bought. Like, that was a few quid, but you're going to get way more use out of it. Yeah, Those exactly, yeah. cameras can be like fifteen pounds. It, it goes back to knowledge, though, doesn't it? And yeah, having somewhat knowledge to be able to to make a sensible decision mm. or understand the decision that you've got to make. But yeah. yeah, going back to Take It Easy Lab, I, I remember them posting something on their Instagram page and you know they've got a couple of thousand disposable yeah. cameras lying around or whatever and they're like well what should we do with these but you know what can you do with it like mm -hmm. i get that they want to recycle it and put it back like out the door but to be used but mm. at least they're not throwing them away you know it's I mean? difficult but yeah it's like encouraging to see people trying or making an effort at least yeah, yeah just talking about it I, I have the same thing even just when i develop a roll of film i get like you've pulled the canister apart and everything and I always feel bad just throwing that away mm -hmm. I'm like what am I going to do just I think um take it easy I've started selling theirs um I think some people buy them who do like bulk loading and they try and reload them I've no idea how you do bulk loading but no 
quite a good idea. But yeah, yeah okay. I'm going to do that. And then they make key rings out of them as well, yeah. don't they? Or, you know, little plant pots I've seen people make and mm. whatever yeah. that might be. Yeah, I've seen the plant pot thing and the, I've kept my FPP. They did that Let It Snow last oh, yeah. year. And that. I've kept the canister for that. And when it's Christmas, I'm going to make a little tree decoration. Oh, 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 but... I want to get like a box frame from Ikea and um, oh, like, cool. put all my favourite ones in there as like a little decoration. Yeah, maybe cool. those box things like you see at weddings when people drop oh, a little yeah, bit of That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Gradually fill it up. Yeah, I think we all make little plant pots out of them. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Our whole house is just surrounded in these. <laughs> I, th- I feel like we should talk a little bit about your photography. Tell us a little bit about what you like to take photos of, any projects you, you're working on, or is it just kind of all kind of just fitting into your life of, of work at the moment? Uh, a bit of both. I think at uni, I just did loads and loads of black and white stuff because we didn't have... Um, colour developing facilities but I think like that's a good entryway into film to start with black and white because colour just adds a whole different thing to think about Mm. Um, but I was really into alternative processes at uni so liquid light emulsions it's like liquid silver gelatin that you can paint onto anything and do darkroom prints with Um, and like solarization and alternative printing techniques just anything that like distorted the image um so I'm still into that but like don't find as much time for it because it's a lot more experimenting and you need like a good few hours in the dark room um but I'm part of an artist's collective we have exhibitions every so often um yeah I'm trying to keep it going the liquid light is like my favorite thing to do but it's such a fiddly process I just haven't quite like perfected it Mastered. yeah mm. yeah yeah what's the name of the collective um it's called Tao. like everyone yeah. pronounces it slightly differently um it started with an exhibition in lockdown called the yeah. art of isolation um and then the artists who were in that exhibition just sort of huddled together for dear life <laughs> because <laughs> i think yeah like especially if because i'm from london i think the art scene can be like a bit toxic just sort of like gobble you up completely so um just been nice to have a group of people to bounce ideas off we've done a few exhibitions and some virtual ones um yeah. and that's You've got an instagram page for this is, it, is that right yeah, yeah yeah um so there's a website i think it's a german website and they allow you to put on virtual exhibitions so you can design like a to scale gallery space and walk through in the walk through the room virtually and like zoom in on the paintings and it's like wow. quite 3d so we've done a few of them and it's been good like i think if i graduated and hadn't joined anything i wouldn't have carried on making work like it's forced me to do stuff i think i need to be held accountable yeah. <laughs> or i just yeah. like get quite lazy with it even if i do enjoy it i feel like what you what you sh- like promote yourself and you know because going past just your profile on say Instagram for argument's sake mm. I always enjoy seeing your photos I think they're really good photos regardless of how you kind of made them but also following your kind of journey and seeing the other things that you promote and talk about I think that's good I think that's an encouraging way of you know 
connecting with people and showing people what you know as well as you know you, you'll openly admit that you learn just as much as you kind of teach I guess yeah I think it's almost been more of a focus for me recently like the She Hearts film and networking with other photographers because I just want to like be a sponge and absorb it all over lockdown especially before I joined Analog Wonderland like I wasn't in touch with as many people um like I was I have a little dark room in my basement at home but there's only like so far you can get on your own before you get stuck and don't know what to do or need some advice so yeah I think that's what I enjoy more about Instagram like seeing other people's work you get yeah. a bit you can get obsessed with your own work and like is it going to look good on the grid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've completely, I mean, we spoke about the whole Instagram thing in recent times and it's a love-hate relationship. We mm. like, we love it for, for most of the things, but we also hate it that we're addicted to it, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, I've changed, maybe because I'm, because, you know, me and Luke have, have, you know, started front, but I've completely changed how I use my own Instagram now, like, I don't hashtag, I don't do anything. Really? I just I just use it as a place to upload some photos effectively. Yeah. Um, but I kind of understand that that's a vague, that's not necessarily how it was even originally designed to work because it is about connecting. But for me, I just don't really, I don't really care enough about it to, to kind of promote it anything more than that yeah. at the moment. Maybe I'll change my mind. In, I think as soon as you the sooner you let go of that sort of side the better like the more you'll enjoy it if you're just looking at your picture and seeing or oh, how many likes did it get and even things like they say oh you should hashtag every post I wouldn't be able to tell you if a post that had, had hashtags or hadn't if it had done better like yeah. I don't think anyone would actually know that it's like you're all just doing what you're supposed to do yeah has it actually had an impact or not? Like, I don't think most people could tell you. Yeah, when, yeah. when was the last time anyone went on a hashtag and just looked through the photos? I mean, I do it yeah. from time to time based around kind of like, again, with front and stuff. But yeah. I can't remember the last time I typed in, I don't know, London street photography and, and yeah. had a look through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because... Yeah. How often? Yeah, I used to. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you, yeah, I used to. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, I, I, I do it. Like, I've got like a personal, I've got, for someone who doesn't like Instagram at the minute, I have too many Instagram <laughs> accounts, but I've got like a personal Instagram account. I've got my f photo one and then obviously we've got front. But on my personal yeah. one, I, I pretty much just follow like friends and photographers and skateboarders because that's that's kind of my passion, right? So if I ever, if I ever do go on that, I tend to be yeah. satisfied because I'm catching up on the news of the world through the passions that I like but when it comes to the photography side I just see it as like a, a bit of a portfolio at the moment but yeah I don't know the algorithms change doesn't it where like a couple of years ago you'd go on Instagram and you might look at those hashtags or you you, you know yeah. even if you're not looking at the likes and stuff you, you you're looking at other work but now you have to have three posts a day you have to have a reel every two hours you have to have an IGTV yeah. once a week and to get your it's to get really anything seen. Yeah, like yeah, to keep yeah. up with it all, even just at work. Like, we were meant to have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Now, Pinterest is becoming a bit bigger, Snapchat. And, yeah. like, I understand from a business side, they're all like really important. But I think personally, like, I can only put my energy into one thing. I just find it too, too much. And it's yeah. like, 
are you doing it because you want to or because it's what you're supposed to do yeah that's it are you doing it because you want to do it or are you doing it because it's unfortunately now part of the yeah i'll promote or market yourself or connect Mm -hmm. and again you've just got to find that balance um it is hard though isn't it yeah think of the content that you're going to put on there because sometimes i see like the stories that you put on the analog wonderland one and i'm like did you just come in and think of that or do you like have it all super planned out (laughs) (laughs) it's all super planned and an amazing content calendar that we all know what we're doing but um we're working on that it's quite organic most of the time because i think like you're responding to what's happened in the week or what's going on or what the conversation is um i try and schedule my own posts a bit but not even because i want it like super organized just because if you plan them out before like it's a bit easier to manage it and make sure you're consistent but I can tell when I get too caught up in it and I just need to take a break from Instagram because you can just like get too obsessed with the numbers and the likes and all that so yeah we've done the exact same recently I don't know well no one would really notice because again when was the last time you actually went onto someone's profile and scrolled through we try Mm. and make a conscious effort to do it because we want to leave those comments leave those in, like engaging comments more than just a, a look yeah. you know a like a, a like doesn't mean anything really like if, if you like something enough you should be able to kind of leave a comment on it but again you've only got so many hours in the day so a like is sometimes all you can give yeah. um, I don't know it is a weird one isn't it no I agree and we had a few people say to us like I mean I know you guys do it you repost people's work a lot but mm. I think as you say you're more active in the community through other things and you have a podcast and people had said like why don't you create a she hearts film account and just repost work but I kind of feel the same like how far is a like and a follow actually going sometimes unless it's on a scale of like thousands and thousands I think that's where the education and community side for me like becomes priority because I don't think you should ever say to an artist or a photographer like your Instagram is the be all and end all and that's where your value comes from because it's just like a recipe for depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, also... we actually got a message the other day from, well, we get them from time to time and I don't mind replying at all because again, like it's either myself or Luke replying to every message and it's not like we've got some script that we've got written out. It's just, you know, sometimes I might go, all right, mate, or sometimes I might go, oh, this is what we're about. But we, we get a couple of messages probably once every other day and it'll be like how do I get a post on your or how do I get you to share my work and really it's just well if you support us we're gonna yeah it's mutual you, do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. It's not even but not even that because we, sh- we share a lot of work and people probably don't have a clue who we are because you mm. know the, the numbers kind of don't mean anything but yeah really we just so want... many of those spam accounts that like you post a photo and they're like dm this account and we'll post it for yeah, you yeah, yeah like yeah. 500 pounds for one post and it's, it's yeah. so sad like it's yeah. that someone would actually give their money it. away to be yeah. just on some superficial instagram yeah. Yeah. well we actually i think you i think you, i'm pretty sure you liked it or or shared it or something it was but i actually put a post out on our instagram the other day just saying look we share a lot of your guys work but we're not doing that because we're trying to do any kind of clickbait yeah think? we want you to engage with each other. And if you're engaging with each other, the whole industry is going to be better, which, which helps yeah, us. Right? So, 
yeah, and I, I think don't... you're doing like a great thing like really setting a foundation for what you want to build mm. and you're going to have that network ready supporting you like as soon as you go live which will be I, th I think we just accepted it was going to be slow and as long as we can do the most we can do to make it slow and steady mm. that's better than an explosion and then it just dies the next day or you know yeah because we could we could go buy ten thousand followers we could go buy a hundred thousand followers yeah what, what does, does that help mean? us achieve like, it just doesn't so. yeah i'd rather have a few hundred like genuine followers that i engage with and yeah. I talk to than like thousands that are just robots probably <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but there is a whole like thing around um yeah, to putting all your stuff on Instagram and like that being the be all and end all. But then I was listening to uh, Jeffrey Sidoris podcast and he has Sean Tucker on it every week, I think. And one of Sean Tucker's Instagram accounts, he's got two, one of them has been hacked, but it's his like portraits account, not his main one. And he was like, don't, you know, whatever. Okay, well, that's happened. And it kind of... Rather than, he said, oh, you know, obviously I'd be more annoyed if it was my main account with 300,000 followers. But he said, Instagram don't care. They're not trying to help me get control of the account again. It's just, you can't speak to anybody. Yeah. And it, and it more opened up the fact that, oh, it's actually just this real fleeting thing and it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And it's easier to be philosophical when you've not lost... Um, as many followers as you could mm. have done um but it was like I still own all the photos they're still my photos I took them yeah um but it's yeah it, it's quite a weird I think it's quite going through a bit of a change at the moment I think Instagram doesn't really know what it's for at the moment like mm. is it a shop is it really it should just dominate what it's doing do you know what I mean? Yeah, like every app is just trying to take on what the other apps are doing, and it's yeah. like stay in your lane. Yeah, but it's true. Like you do think Instagram's not really on anyone's side, like mm. not really supporting the artists or creators who've made their app. Which yeah. they're, they're yeah. a very successful business at the end of the day, and the bigger they get, the more corporate they have yeah. to get. That, that's just life. That's fair enough. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that, they have to be that. They have to have. It can't just be a few people running something now. It has to be delegated yeah. out to various teams and stuff. But same same as everything in life, I yeah. guess. Like the bigger it is, think of like Tesco. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. still a very much a corporate side to it, even though it's something that we all use from time to time. Yeah. It's the thing I was watching the other day with Peter McKinnon, and he was like, like saying people were saying all of this about Instagram, and he was like, yeah, but where else are you gonna go? Like there's exactly. no real alternative. And I think at the end of the day, or like what perhaps it's moving more towards is getting more and more like engagement with people. Like I, I'm not at the point where I don't, I want to delete my Instagram account, mm. but I certainly don't use it as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, and, but the reason that I, one of the reasons I keep it is because of the people that I speak to on there and the people's work that I see, you know, when you try and use it sort of mindfully and you're not just like scrolling through meme accounts and stuff like yeah. that. They're sometimes the favourite people I like talking to through front because 
but again, it's annoying. Like it's a love hate relationship. Sometimes, like we we see the same faces that like our photos or leave comments on them or whatever it might be or support the th- kind of things that we're promoting, which hopefully supports the other photographers that we mm. kind of share the work of. But every now and then we'll we'll get a message from someone and I'll go on their profile, have a look because I want to help support, but they haven't posted a photo for a year. So there's a part of me yeah. that the the part of me that's annoyed is like, oh, I want to see their current work, but then there's a big mm. part of me that's like, fair play, they're like just out of the kindness of their heart they're reaching out and supporting photographers they're not doing it for anything in return which which is kind of how it should be you should go and enjoy other people's artwork Mm. like in the photography sector do you know what I mean like you should go out and enjoy what people have done because you also like it I think like a lot of creators would probably feel like they don't have a choice like you need an Instagram to stay relevant but yeah I do respect people who can happily bow out from it I also think it's just a convenience thing. Like you could tell someone your handle or your email address mm. or your website, like, but they most likely have Instagram app on their phone and could find you in like a few seconds. So mm. from yeah. like a networking side, like I do see the advantage of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a great platform, like to, to get people to connect. You just gotta make sure you use it, you know. Don't pick up and use it because you're bored. Pick up and use it because you want to use it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's that, it's that. Have a reason in your head. Yeah. Always goes that. But I mean, like, I remember Luke, you saying a couple of months ago, you were saying um, how you were trying not to use your phone in the day or cut down on how much you kind of pick up your phone and stuff because, mm. you know, you can get reports of how much you're on it and stuff. Oh, it's depressing when you see the weekly stats. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, you're, you're up 12%. You're now on nine nine hours a day. And I'm like, yeah. well, I can't be, surely. Mm. I've, got it, I've got it to under an hour a day is my average. Just wow, using that's my really phone good. in general. And I got it yesterday or what day is it? It's Monday. So I got it today. I always get it on a Monday and it was like four hours a day on average. Uh, how has that gone up? But does, did it know it, does it pick it up for music though? So let, like, because I play Spotify on my. No, phone. it's just when your screen is open. Because I, this is the thing I was going to say. I noticed I've changed the settings. I don't know how I did it. So my phone doesn't it. lock automatically anymore. Like after mm-hmm. two minutes. So sometimes I go to pick my phone up and it's been unlocked for like an hour. So I'm like, I'm hoping that that's kind of the reason that. <laughs> I wondered that because like sometimes in the evening. Like if my missus has gone to bed, I'll stay up and I'll be I'll watch, you know, I'll fall into like the YouTube cycle of just watching whatever the hell is recommended to me mm. or catching up on the people that I'm subscribed to, whatever it might be. But my screen's pretty much always on when I'm doing that because I just cast it to my like I use my phone as kind of like the remote for the for TV. But if a YouTube yeah. video is say only like three or four minutes, your screen isn't gonna time out. So you, you end up just kind of tapping it just to leave it on because you know you're gonna watch someone else mm. yeah so it, it all factors into it doesn't it but that was, yeah that was a really boring story but yeah <laughs> i was going to ask we've got another question that we ask everyone about um analog photography so like desert island camera film and lens what would you pick if you were Tom Hanks in Castaway but could take a camera with you... You've got a camera instead of a football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, your analogue? I nothing about lenses. Okay. He's tried to explain it to me before. He's like, Emma, you can print in the darkroom liquid light but you don't understand the difference between two lenses. Like, <laughs> what's yeah. wrong? 
Um, you're not, not interested in different focal lengths that doesn't factor in no just my probably my om1 with whatever lens is on it yeah nice and it's it's got a self timer on which would be useful on a desert island yeah yeah um hmm uh, HP5 has always been my favourite. I think it's just because what I started with at uni, I feel a bit like sentimental towards it. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, yeah. I, don't, I feel like I um, develop my film if I was on a desert island. Mm. I'd find yeah. something. Oh, there would be, there'd be a there'd be your own personal dark room there. Oh, cool. So no one else can use it, but you can. You've got a limited stock. You've got everything. <laughs> Yeah, the castaway reference is quite bad because he has nothing where we yeah. <laughs> take whatever you want and have a lifetime supply of it. That sounds brilliant. Especially working at Analog Wonderland, I get you, you know, at, you know, and doing what you're doing to support other communities and other areas of the, the like photography itself. Um, what what cameras are you shooting at the moment? Have you got a camera that you're kind of glued to that you can't live without or? Um, are you going through the stage of kind of experimenting with as many different things as you can I love my Holger because that's just like fun and easy and always a bit experimental it's just like the black basic the black yeah. one that's not the proper model name and then I brought a Pentax K1000 because that's the first one I used at uni as well oh nice but I'm excited to try my new pinhole camera that I made and see how that all goes. You took a photo on the Pentax K1000, if I remember. This is going to be embarrassing if it wasn't your photo. But you took a photo of two, I want to say, seagulls or geese. Oh, yeah. And I really like that one. I think I shared it or something. But it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was the K1000. I'm pretty sure it was you that posted it. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I've had a few on like a boardwalk or something. Yeah, I was in Cornwall, I think. There you go, people yeah. asked for prints of that one. So. Oh, nice. Hurry up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. 